Hello, welcome to Strange Love of Movies. My name is Olivia Martinez, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Oscar and Emily Martinez. And today we're gonna to be discussing the time when the Wolverine and Greatest Showman became a superintendent of a New York public school. Hugh Jackman does a great job in this. He's the, um, he always plays a charismatic character, whatever it is. And in this one, he really, I think, challenges himself and um, really takes on a different kind of person. And the name of the movie is Bad Education. I was like, about to say, we haven't even said the title. Right. When, we, when I first heard that, I thought, I don't want to see Cameron Diaz play a bad teacher, but that was a different movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I recommended this because I had heard some buzz about it because it came out in April of 2020 straight to HBO. And well, was it intended to be? Was it made for HBO yeah, was, or was, was that a, a result a, of a COVID? Movie? Whoa, that's a lot of questions. It was an HBO film never intended to go to theaters. And that is where everything awards-wise gets kind of confusing for Bad Education because no one really knows if Hugh Jackman could be eligible for the Oscars or if he's more eligible for the Emmys or Golden Globes. No one knows what's going on with this movie, even though he does such a good job. Because it's actually getting a lot of buzz around awards season, right? It is and it isn't because, again, people just don't know what's happening with it. It's on all the lists for Best Movies of 2020, but people are like, where does this movie, like what group or what category does it fall in? And the other main person in this movie is Allison Janney, who won an Oscar a few years ago, actually, for I, Tonya, And she did such a great job in that. And she does such a good job in this. She is just such a normal, real person in this. And as for the plot, it follows the true life story of this charming superintendent, Frank, played by Hugh Jackman. And um, he's turned this public school into a real success story. Yeah, they are churning out a ton of Ivy Leaguers. And the, and the parents love him. The school board loves him because not only is he obviously great at his job educating their kids, but he also is great at playing the politician and getting everybody on board. And, and he just comes across as a really special leader. And he also cares. There's a scene where he's going over the students a student's name is Red, and he's trying to remember, okay, that's the person who does this, and there's these activities and whatever. So he's actually studying his kids. No, no? he's actually studying the the rich parents' oh, kids. Oh, sorry. But that's very politician. Yes. And maybe he does care. That, I mean, you think at first, oh, he does care, but eh. Yeah, that's the first hint that something else is going on, right? Exactly. Well, I think he's just kind of a... He's an interesting character because he certainly, as the story goes on, and we're going to have some spoilers in this. But yeah, so go watch it before yes, you listen. exactly. As the film rolls on, you know that he's up to some shenanigans. But he really does, you think, start out at least caring about making the school better and making the kids better. He's not just a cold-hearted guy. Right, and there's something really weird, and they do a really good job of doing this in the acting of it, about their relationship, right? Ellis and Janie's character and, and Hugh Jackman's. And you don't think they're romantically involved, and it turns out they're, spoiler, I mean, they're not, but they're close. There's they're emotionally close, and there's something they have in common, right? And they, you're thinking, okay, you're watching it, they care about the kids and they're doing that, but it becomes something else. You realize, oh, that's why they're close. Now, everything kind of falls apart when this student reporter, Rachel, she comes and is interviewing Hugh Jackman about the sky The skywalk. The skywalk. The skywalk is what led to the demise of Alice and Janie and Hugh Jackman's characters because 
She is a good researcher. And I think she's actually based on two students in the real life story. But yeah, she's one person. And Rachel goes in and studies and just looks at everything and all these files. And then she finds out Alice and Janie's character is up to no good. And remember, he encourages her to pursue it as a story. Like, your life depends on this story. Go for it. And she does. And yeah, things... She uncovers... First of all, think about it. A school, a high school building a skywalk from one building to another. You can imagine how expensive that is. And meanwhile, she ha- there's this one scene where she happens to look up in the ceiling of, I think it's a classroom or mm-hmm. an office, and the ceiling is leaking from the rain. So she kind of puts two and two together and realizes maybe financially they're not as conscientious as they should be, but the more she digs, she realizes it's not oversight that leads to some shortfalls. It's really kind of some malfeasance. Yeah, and once she uncovers this, I think Alice and Janie's character's entire world falls apart, and Hugh Jackman is the first to confront her and be like, you shall be fired. You must never walk these halls again. And he's super buddy-buddy with the board of the public school, and they're just trying to get her fired and sued and all this stuff. And she just looks at him, and she's like, what are you doing to me? And that's kind of another clue, like, "Uh uh-oh, is he involved somehow? Because he seems so nice. And one go back on the student reporter. Her reporting was so top-notch that the New York Times ran her byline as a student reporter at a high school in the New York Times, which is pretty much the paper of the record for the United States. And that's a big deal. I mean, they they took it seriously and it led to some serious consequences for these two people. I remember watching this and asking my mom, I was like, I wonder if that helps with college applications, exposing an entire school district money laundering. I have a feeling that probably helps. And the thing about it is the two people involved, especially the Frank character, you do care about them. I mean, they Mm -hmm. do come across as kind of normal people, like the kind of superintendent or principal or whatever that might be running your local school. And they're not career criminal types. And yet what they do really, in a sort of distant way, really affects the lives of an awful lot of people. But then it also kind of shines a light on the ambitions of parents and how they'll go to great lengths to make sure their kids get into these Ivy League schools, and they'll do anything they can to try to push their school forward if they think it'll help their kids' Mm -hmm. long-term prospects. And they're willing to kind of, you get the idea, they're willing to look the other way as long as they're accomplishing their goals. And a quite noble parent, actually, in this movie is played by Ray Romano, and he takes none of this. When Frank is finally caught for his shenanigans, he's like, I could still get your daughter into Columbia or one of those schools. And he's like, get out of here. And I think he calls the cops on him or whatever. Yeah, and one of the main themes of the film, if you haven't guessed by now, is the difference between the image one projects and the truth. And... You can imagine Hugh Jackman, very charming actor. He's always been front stage and center, song and dance man kind of thing. And that's essentially what he's doing here is a song and dance for he was playing a role of confidence and it actually translated into Ivy League schools for these students. Yet at the same time, there was all this stuff he was hiding that was not his true self. Speaking on the song and dance real quick, he dances at one point, but extremely, extremely awkwardly. And Dad, I remember you commenting on that because that is not natural for Hugh Jackman. He has natural rhythm. 
Yes, that might be his best acting in the whole movie. True, true. And I think the only thing that really made me turn on Frank's character is what he was doing to his longtime partner. So we find out that Frank is gay kind of in the middle of the movie, or it's not crystal clear from the beginning because we think that his wife has died, but apparently he's never had a wife and he's been with a guy for about 30 years and they have this good and solid relationship and they're living in that penthouse and it's beautiful and how could a school superintendent afford that in New York City? He can't. But anyway, he gets himself into some trouble and he's with another guy in Vegas and that's when I'm like, you're a terrible person. And he spends this. a lot of money on that other well, guy. And, and that's the thing too, Em, you mentioned it about the, uh, they're not criminals in the classic sense, but they are white collar criminals. What you always hear about that is that it's a victimless crime. No, it isn't. They spent a million, whether it's a million dollars or $20 million, again, the leaking roof. Why is that happening? Our taxpayer dollars are going to fix that roof and you're not doing it. You're spending it on a penthouse in New York. Mm-hmm. I can see I have your interest. You just yawned. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's late. That's something that all of us can kind of relate to as far as... What, yawning at dad? About, <laughs> complaints about how our tax dollars are spent. But I think all parents really do understand the idea that we don't mind paying the taxes if we feel like it's really benefiting kids. But if it's really just providing a cushy lifestyle for the administrators, that's not so good. It's not fair at all. And I'm so glad that they made this movie into a drama film instead of a documentary because, I mean, I'm sure they've made a Dayline or two about something. Or Dayline doesn't do stuff like this, does it? I don't think so. But I'm sure they've made some sort of crime show about this story because it is fascinating. But eh, I want to see actors do it. I don't need to hear all these interviews like always because it was more entertaining this way. And ultimately, it might be a good sort of cautious tale for... Those of us who sometimes trust people a little bit too much, I think that with all the stories about Bernie Madoff and um, many of the swindlers who have been exposed in recent years, I think this is an example of pretty honest people having faith that somebody else who is working for them or working with them is honest when in fact that person is stealing money out from under them. And so it's probably, again, it's kind of a good reminder for people to, when they see movies like this, to not exactly be cynical or suspicious of everybody, but to always keep your eyes open and be aware that you can't always tell a book by its cover and um, be sure and check the books. Get audits. Well said, Mom. Essentially, she is saying, do not trust anyone ever again. No, I'm just kidding. But and that just, is a good point. And just one fact. In real life, they embezzled $11 million, the two of them. That's a lot. And in real life also, Allison Janney looks a lot like the woman she played in real life. But Hugh Jackman and that Frank guy, oof, they were, they were nice in casting. That's all I can say. It's not just Allison Janney's character and Frank, Hugh Jackman's character, who end up paying the price. Ultimately, they go to prison, each of them, but also some family members go to prison. Yeah, I think some of Alice and Janie's family members, she has this really dumb niece who is, she's in on it, but also she's just so dumb and doesn't realize the harm she's doing. She's kind of, I don't know, she's not the mastermind behind it, so we can't blame her as much, but I think she got in a lot of trouble, and then her husband got in a lot of trouble, and maybe the kids did, even though, I don't know. So, following up on the educational theme here, what grade would we give this film? Clever, clever. 
I would give this movie an mm, A minus, maybe. I think that it was very interesting, but I don't know if I'm gonna go back and watch it anytime soon. I think that everyone will enjoy it a lot, but it's not the most rewatchable film. Yeah, actually, I think I'm right there with you. I think an A minus is good because it's really well made, really entertaining. Everything about it is well done and it's a good story. But yeah, it's the sort of movie that you watch once and don't need to see again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd give it a B plus. <laughs> Do you care to expand? No, end of sentence. And if any of our facts about award eligibility or when it came out are wrong... Let us know, because it is kind of confusing. I'm pretty up to date on movie knowledge and stuff, and I just hear podcasts and see on Twitter people just asking, is this movie eligible for the Oscars, or where, when did it come out? What is this? What's happening? So we'll see. Let us know if we're wrong. Watch Bad Education on HBO Now. Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Strange Love of Movies Pod. And do your homework. Bye, guys. <laughs>